All right, everybody, I am super excited to welcome out to the Biz Ninja Radio Show, Ellen Goodwin um, of ellengoodwin.com. And we're gonna talk uh, about some of Ellen's specialties. And I love that we're timing this uh, for right at the beginning of 2017 because Ellen is gonna talk to us about focus, action, getting out of your way, and productivity. So Ellen, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you, thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Um, I am a productivity expert, a speaker, and a coach. I help people overcome self-sabotage, build stronger habits, beat procrastination, do all those things to make them more productive, more efficient, more effective. So a product, productivity specialist. Um, I think a lot of times people today confuse uh, being busy with being productive. Absolutely. Is that true? Oh, yes. That, so do, how does somebody, I mean, I'm assuming by the time you're working with someone, they realize that they're in their own way. Like, Absolutely. Oh, they do. They do. Yeah. I just, uh, and, that's and that's great that they've identified that. Like, but what are some of those tell time? Like maybe one of our listeners doesn't know they're self-sabotaging. What, what are some signs they should be looking for? Oh, well, as you mentioned, they're busy, but nothing's getting accomplished. They may have a to-do list that's a mile long and it never, nothing gets checked off, but they feel like they've been doing lots and lots of things. Uh, they're in motion a lot and not action. And I talk a lot about being an action hero, action hero of your own life. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what that means is you're in action. And when you're in action, you're actually making steps to achieve things. You're not just in motion. Um, and the best way to clarify that is, Around this time of year, we get people, hey, I'm, I'm going to clean out my office. I'm going to clean out my house. And that's great. But instead of being in action where they're picking stuff up, looking at it and throwing it away, they're going to the container store and looking for the cutest little containers and things they can use. That's motion. Yeah. Action is putting stuff in the garbage can, putting it in the recycling, getting it to goodwill. So that goes in all parts of our lives. That makes a lot of sense. I, I, one of the things I do is I help businesses get started. And anytime somebody says, oh, I, I really need to get my business cards and I need to get uh, stationary and I need this before I can start selling, I know that they're stuck in, uh, in trying in just motion. They, they're, motion. And they're stopping themselves from doing things that are actually going to grow the business. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and it's not that they shouldn't ever have a business card. But if they think they have to have it first, right? And so, um, and you're right. I, I like that example. Like, instead of going and cleaning the garage, they're like, hey, let's go to Home Depot and get stuff to clean the garage. Yeah, let's get some containers. And yeah, no, start with boxes. Right. And yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about focus. Focus. Focus is one of my favorite things. Uh, when you get into deep focus, you can get so much done in so little time. I have people do what I call a sting, which is, you know, the word sting, S-T-I-N-G. Uh, and it stands for select one thing, set a timer, ignore everything, take no breaks, and then give yourself a reward. So it's a, a, a little bit off of a, a, a Pomodoro method, but it's just easier when you think of the five things to do. Set, set a timer. 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and you just work on that one thing. You don't, you take no breaks, ignore everything else. And 25 minutes, let's say you're writing a blog post, 25 minutes 
is a really long time when you're not flipping over to Facebook and you're not checking your phone. Uh, you can just get into deep focus and your brain, you, you feel it. You can get in and get so much done. And so if you can get three or four really good chunks of time, a focus a day, you'll blow your mind how much you can get done. Yeah, abs. That's that's really cool. I don't know what the Pomodoro method is, but I like the Sting method. I think that's really. <laughs> and I, I read once that it takes up to fifteen minutes to get into flow, and uh, and that means where you're actually really uh, mm -hmm. being create at a high level, solve problems at a high level, or or whatever it is on a task. So if you set aside twenty twenty five minutes, it's amazing that out of that twenty five minutes, you might only be hyper productive for five to ten minutes. But if you're not setting aside that time and locking everything out you're never getting in flow because you're getting interrupted by emails. You're getting interrupted by Facebook. Um, your, your text messages are going off. We live in a society, right? With just constant interruption. Um, so focus is huge. And I love that. I like select timer and I like the ignore, right? No breaks. Ignore. Pick a time frame, right? That you can actually yeah. do without having to take a break. Absolutely. Um, a Microsoft study came out a couple years ago that it takes up to 23 minutes for you to get back into what you were doing when you let yourself, you know, all of a sudden you've gotten distracted and it will take you up to 23 minutes. I mean, that happens a few times a day. You've just lost any sort of productivity you were going to have. I was talking with a friend of mine. I, I've been an entrepreneur and self-employed pretty much my whole life. Um, had like one job, but that was a commission job. So pretty much at forever since I was five. And I was talking with a friend who's an employee. And uh, I asked him, I said, on a given day, you know, eight, nine hours a day, how many minutes or hours do you think you're actually being productive and moving the business forward? Not just maybe responding to an email, but actually creating and growing. And he, it was funny is at first he was like, oh, the whole day. And then he started thinking about it. He's like, oh, I don't think I ever am actually doing that kind of stuff. I'm just reacting all day long. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, it blew my mind because I'm like, well, how is that even helping a company move forward? It's not, it's treading water. It's, it's just kind of shuffling papers all day, right? Oh, yeah. And that's why I, I advocate all the time for proactive hours versus reactive. And it's just, again, it's a focus thing. You just remove yourself from everything. No phone, no computer. You know, if you're writing something, if you have to write, set your computer on a thing that you can't see anything but what you're writing and just be proactive on your stuff. You don't get to react to anybody. Nobody so let, has a chance. Let's say that uh, somebody has one of those to-do lists, mile long. Um, and everything seems at this point, everything left on the to-do list is uh, urgent and important, right? If you go back to Stephen Covey's four quadrants, everything mm -hmm. at that point and everything's got to get done. What do they do? What's the first step? They've got to take and, and even if they're all urgent and important, you've got to still prioritize those so you can make, uh, make progress on each one of them. But I mean, you can do the snowball effect where you take the one that's the biggest, make it the smaller, and then go down. So the great thing is the more you accomplish that say on that first one, you're going to get a rush of dopamine, which really excites your brain. So you want to keep su succeeding at things. So get the big one done. Go to the next one that's smaller. Go down, go down, go down. I like that. I, uh, in Tim Ferriss in the four hour work week talked about the one big domino. Like mm -hmm. on any given day, if you just find the one big thing that if you get that done, it'll create the greatest impact. Right. Focus on that. 
And then what happens is exactly what you said, by accomplishing that big thing first, you have this, I, I didn't even think about it, it's really the endorphins and the, mm-hmm. and the sense of accomplishment that then creates a, a momentum and, and a, you know, that snowball effect of now you can just, you know, charge through other things. And I've noticed, even with myself, I've noticed that with emails, right? Sometimes you have that one email that you know you need to respond to, but it's going to take a little while because you have to think and, and map it out. It's not just a quick yes or no. Right. And uh, it sits there and all of a sudden your email box starts getting really big. When you finally tackle that one, then you can just blow through and, you know, and, and, and move through a bunch of other emails. And it's funny how that happens by starting with that big one first. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so tell me more about you know, action versus uh, proaction or reactive. Tell me a little bit about that and about um, be, what you mean when you say I mean the action hero of your own life. The action, yeah, action hero of your own life. I tell people to do this all the time. It's seriously the, you know, it's the key word for me for all during the year all the time. And if people could understand that they can be the action hero of their life, uh, it gives them a boost. You don't have to be a superhero. You know, Superman, he had the cape, the, the tights, and the superpowers. But action heroes, think about action heroes. That's, you know, you got Bruce Willis, you know, Die Hard, and uh, Ellen Ripley, and Alien. I mean, they don't have superpowers, but they're action-based. They're just, you know, they don't sit there and go, huh, I should do this. Or they don't sit and plan. They don't sit in motion. They're totally in action. And that's something that we can all do. We can be in action. We don't have to sit and plan and plan and plan. Uh, if I'm going to try and lose weight this year, yeah, I can sit down and you know write down, oh, this is what I'm going to eat and when I'm going to eat it. And I'm going to study all these other people's things. Go to the grocery store, get some healthy food, throw the bad stuff out, be in action. So action hero, it's, you have the power. You have the power to just control your whole life get things done. You are not a victim here. You're the, the action hero. Awesome. So um, what kind, who, who do you work with? What kind of people are your customers? Are you work with, uh, you know, people on personal projects, on business? Who, who, do you, who are your main customers? Well, I, I do work with individuals, um, a lot of entrepreneurs that just seem to be spinning your wheels, just like we talked about at the very beginning. They are overwhelmed. They've got this to-do list and they're, they're busy but they're not accomplishing things. So a lot of entrepreneurs call me. I've got several law firms. They have the same problem. They, they're a little more well-established, but honestly, a couple of them have more work than they were ready for. And just, we work to streamline their systems. We um, do accountability calls a couple times a week. We get together, we go through things. Uh, so yeah, mostly you know, entrepreneurs, the lawyer thing, that was a big surprise to me. Um, I've always been you know, entrepreneurs and small businesses uh, that, you know, smaller, I'm not in IBM. Sure. No, well, that makes sense. And, and honestly, I think sometimes those big guys, they don't even know who to start with to help. Right. But the smaller, right. people, we need everyone. We need, you know, we need our team of five people operating at a higher level and getting more done. Um, yeah. So that makes a lot of sense when, um, you know, we're coming into uh, the new year. And there's obviously, this is a time where people are writing lists and they're reflecting on what's going on last year. Mm-hmm. A lot of people criticize resolutions because they're like, well, why don't you just make goals every month? Funny enough, I think those are the people that don't ever set goals. Um, right. But so I think New Year's a great time to set goals. What are some tips or some, uh, some things that people should be doing here as they come into the new year? For goals? Oh, or just you know, uh, to get ready for, to have a more productive year. 
Oh, to get right on. Well, you, uh, well, I already told you the sting, which is one of my favorites. Another uh, that we use is if then plans, uh-huh. because you've got this great, let's go back to the dieting thing. You've got this great idea, you're in motion, but life gets in the way. Life always gets in the way. You go into work and, oh, it's someone's birthday. And all of a sudden there's birthday cake. And, right. oh, then we're going to happy hour. And so life gets in the way. So if you have if-then plans, you're able to stay on track with a plan that you have come up with beforehand. So if you know there's going to be something at the office, you don't know when, it's just going to be if. So if I get thrown off track for lunch because it's a birthday, then when I come home, I will take a 20-minute walk and have a salad for dinner. So you already have primed your brain to know if this trigger happens, then this result happens. So that keeps you on track. You've got these great goals. You don't get thrown off. Uh, you don't become a victim of the what the hell effect, which is, oh, you know, I had, I had chocolate cake and a couple cocktails, you know, what the hell? I'm going to stop and get a burrito on the way home and there goes the diet. Go all in. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, you know, you, you messaged me about, uh, and that sounds like one of the ways to overcome self-sabotage and, and tell me about how, um, about people like setting goals. A lot of times people set goals that they think either, uh, society wants them to have or that their peers want them to have. Like, How do you help people really determine what it is that they really want? Okay. Um, You, again, you got to sit down and do some focusing, but um, I have people take just a regular eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, fold it in half, just so you've got the mark and you just mark it on the fold. On the left side, you put don't want. And on the right side, you put want as the headings. Mm -hmm. And then you just write down, you know, what don't you want? I don't want to be overweight. What do you want? I want to feel good when I look in a mirror. doesn't mean you don't have to say I want to be at a certain weight. You just right. pick and you go through. I have people do this like every night before they go to bed. They write down one thing they don't want and think about it. And then they write it and, uh, you know, what they want in the morning. They get really specific. And when you do that, it's all about you. It's not about society. It's about what works for you. And once you know exactly what you want, it's so much easier to cut off the clutter. You, you, don't, you don't do things that are not moving you forward. So when you're setting goals, really look at what you really want, you, because you need to have an emotion behind everything you're working towards. Your amygdala, which is you know, the most amazing, funky part of your brain, um, it runs on all emotions, and emotions are going to help you get to your goal. If you don't care about eating healthy, you could write a million times and make all the plans, but if that emotion isn't there, if you really don't care, it's not going to happen. You know, they say that humans make emotional decisions and then justify them with reason and logic. Yeah. Um, now, for me, the first thing for me in, in understanding like how to kind of take more control was recognizing that I'm making emotional decisions so that mm-hmm. I can then say, okay, like I kind of like what you said, uh, you know, hey, if you start getting off track on the diet and the emotional decision is, ah, just do, yeah, just go all in. Just eat the whole cake then. Then at least it's gone, right? Then I can say, oh, oh that's an emotional decision. What is the <laughs> rational decision? The rational decision is stop eating the cake, right? Yes. So, uh, and it's the same thing happens in business. And 
um, one of my least favorite sayings is everything happens for a reason, you know, because yeah. usually that's said after someone makes a really bad decision and that is <laughs> consequences. And so I'm like, you know, yeah, sometimes that reason is you're an idiot and make bad choices. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, so, you know, as we kind of helping people set those goals and set their, you know, what their focus for is for the year. Um, one thing that I see people a lot is they have limiting beliefs. Either they don't know what they're capable of or, or they don't realize just how much opportunity is there. How do you work with your clients on that? Um, with that, it, it's um, definitely paying attention and hearing when you say things like, I shouldn't, I couldn't, I can't. Uh, not in reference to like, I can't eat that cake, but no, but I shouldn't do this because, and they, something comes out of their mouth that has no rational thought to it. It doesn't, you know, at first you're like, well, why can't you do that? Right. Of course you can. You know, you might not be able to do it right now, but it's something that in the realm of possibility. So I shouldn't, I can't, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. That's a huge limiting belief. I, I don't, I, or I, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't save money. I can't get ahead of my bill. Those are limiting beliefs. I think, so, I, I, yeah, I read once a, a good way to reframe that is to say, instead of um, when someone says, uh, if, or if we say to ourselves, uh, I can't afford that. The reframe mm -hmm. is how can I afford that? Right. If it's, on that, if it's on your want list, right. If it's on that side of the paper, it's like, Hey, I want a really fancy car or whatever it is. Um, and I can't afford it. Well, that's going to limit you. It's going to hold you back. Right? Absolutely. Hey, Absolutely. If I want that. How can I afford it? Right. And so that's one of the things we step forward from the, I can't, I shouldn't you, um, just ask yourself, is this true? Is it absolutely true? And if you said this to a friend of yours and you said, Hey, I can't do this. Would your friend look at you like you were crazy? Would they agree with you? Nine times out of 10, they won't. That's how you know it's a limiting belief. So then you, just exactly what you said, you reframe it. You give yourself a, a new context to work with. Interesting. So sometimes, you know, we need to be our own action hero, but to many mm -hmm. other people, we are a superhero, right? Because we oh, yeah. are so used to our strengths that we don't realize that they're significant, right? They're normal to us. But to other people, the things that are come naturally to us may be, um, you know, completely foreign and, and supernatural, right? Um, <laughs> right? Right. You know, like, you know, I grew up in, in kind of the age of, of technology as it was progressing. And so I just assume that everyone knows the basics of computers and the basics of things. And I'm not a tech guy, but right. I've realized, man, I know a lot more about technology than the average, you know, person. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so to me, it's normal. But other people, it's like, man, how did, how were you able to do that? Right? Yeah. Um, so coming into 20, into 2017, um, you know, what's your big, what's your big focus? What's your big action that you're going to be taking going into this? Ah, my big action. Um, actually getting on more stages this year. Um, uh, talking to more people, helping more people out to overcome their issues. Because, you know, for me, understanding as I do, how everything is, you know, comes from the brain, like you were talking about the emotion, the rational, uh, you work with the brain to overcome productivity issues. So really want to be out there helping more people, uh, cool. getting on more stages. I did yeah. TEDx last year, uh, oddly enough about procrastinate, not procrastinate, productivity and dive bars. 
Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. And I mean, obviously I'm sure people could probably find it online, but tell me oh, how, how do those two things intersect? Um, well, I run, uh, just as a fun thing, I run a dive bar of the month club in San Diego. And, um, I was invited to, to talk at Ted about that. And we brought the productivity in because, you know, the ultimate productivity tool is human interaction and connection. And so I offered 10.5 reasons that you can, you know, learn about productivity or about life in a dive bar. Um, Give us a couple of those. Maybe, maybe, you know, number three and number 0.5. Give us a couple. What are those those lessons from dive bars that we can apply into our own lives? Oh, well, uh, you're never too old to make new friends. You you sit at, when you are in a dive bar, you always sit at the bar and you turn to your neighbor and you strike up a conversation because you never know who you're going to meet. Uh, One of my friends actually sat at a bar, talked to David Crosby, singer songwriter, David Crosby, whole time thinking is just some old dude that was, looked like David Crosby. So you're never too old. Uh, You know, dive bars are great about not forgetting who, who our friends are or, or forgetting the past because really good dive bars have pictures of everybody up on the wall. And uh, 10.5, my 0.5 was uh, that it's not a small world. It's really a big bar and strangers are just friends you haven't had a drink with yet. Gotcha. It makes me want to start singing the, uh, the cheers theme. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know, it's business and life are are really an interesting thing. I mean, in, in the end, we're, we're just trying to get out of our own way. Right. Um, because we're so much more capable of, of what than things we even really know yet. Um, and so it's hard um, when people, maybe they don't know exactly what they want. Then, you know, so one of my, actually, I think I said this on my very first show, like four years ago, um, there's a say, there's a part of Alice in Wonderland uh, where Alice finds the Cheshire cat and uh-huh. says, excuse me, you know, but which way should I go? And uh, the cat responds, well, that depends entirely on where you want to get to. And she said, well, it, I don't really know. And then the cat responds, then it doesn't really matter which way you go. And until we have our, our like, so, you know, we kind of started this conversation about focus in tasks, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's kind of the big focus too, right? Like, what do we want? And so we do this sometimes with years. What do I want this year? Um, and that's easy. And sometimes we do five years or whatever, but without knowing the big goal for the year, then the little tasks are just filling voids, right? Absolutely. Shuffling things around. Um, any, uh, any thoughts on, on kind of like how, what people should do to make this year, uh, you know, the the year that's going in the right direction. I don't, I don't like saying the best year ever or those kind of things are just kind of cliche, but how do they make sure that this year feels like a year of action and productivity rather than just another year that slipped through their fingers. Well, I would say to, you know, just like you said, you've got this idea of how your year is going to go and what you want. I would say, make it concrete because one of the problems we have as humans is we can't see, you can't see 365 days away. You can't really even see tomorrow. Right. So keeping your goal concrete and in front of you, is such an excellent way to really make sure it follows through week after week, month after month. Uh, this can be 
putting up a vision board. This can be putting a picture on the refrigerator. Uh, it can be making a chart, um, doing the thing where each day that you work towards your goal or you do something, you put a big red X on the calendar. And so at the end of the week, you've got a chain of red X's and your goal is to always have that chain going. You want to just keep it in front of you so it doesn't fall through the cracks and all of a sudden it's March and you're like, oh yeah, I was going to do that. And so all of a sudden your, your big year is not so big anymore. Right. So, um, overcoming that present day bias, which is where we can't see down the road. That's really, really important. And that's going to pay off come next December, you know, a year from uh, the 31st of December, you're going to be, Oh, this was awesome. I'm looking back and I did this and I did this and it, all moved me towards this. So it's that constant step-by-step, uh, -step, right? You build momentum, build, build a bunch of days of good action days will create a year that was a year full of action. Not that right. they say, oh, I'm gonna have this amazing year because on, you know, on, on October, I'm gonna run a marathon, but then not setting all the steps that have to happen to make that you know, a reality. Exactly. So coming down, I like that. I've, I've never heard that term present day bias. Um, I think that's really interesting. I like that term. Yeah, no, it's um, it, it when you think about it, you you just um, you know, I always use the example of like T ninety T ninety X, whatever the P ninety X, the word T ninety X. Obviously, I haven't done it, um, <laughs> but you know, they give you yeah, you get the DVDs, but you get a chart that says this is what you're doing today, this is what you're doing today, yep. this is what you're doing today. Yeah, break it down to the to okay. the. Yeah. yeah. So people can learn more about you at ellengoodwin.com. They can check out. I think you have some really cool, um, you know, there's a VIP newsletter people can subscribe to. I think I, you know, I got to point the right direction. <laughs> if you're watching it on, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it there uh, or bizninja.com slash radio. Um, tell us, I think you have a few days left for people that catch this before uh, the end, you know, the next couple of days with, you have something going on, right? I do. Um, I have a giveaway. I going on right now. So one lucky winner is going to win a year of Evernote premium and a year of um, rescue time premium. Cool. Uh, all you do is you, you go and sign up. I'll give you the link. And then once you've signed up, if you get your friends, you get a lucky URL. They use it. You get extra entries. So you could, your chances of winning go right up. Um, so it's at uh, www.ellengoodwin.com slash webinar slash, I'm sorry, webinar three slash giveaways slash premium. Wow, that's okay. So ellengoodwin.com slash webinar three slash giveaways slash premium. I'll, yeah. uh, I'll put that in, in the links. Um, if you catch this in time, go for it. Uh, if not, hey, maybe she'll have another giveaway. So make sure to sign up for her VIP list. Absolutely. Last question for you. I asked, I've been asking people this for a long time. What is one major thing on your bucket list that you are going to do in 2017? Oh, wow. It took me by surprise there. Yeah, that's my, that's my curveball. <laughs> it is a good curveball. Um, wow. Oh, <laughs> I should have this all down. Um, skydive. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, that's one that's doable, right? So absolutely. Hey, all right. So now you got to you got to uh, focus on that and take action. Get it on a calendar. I look forward to hearing that uh, you say, "Hey, I've got it slated and it's going to happen." Jumping out. Uh, yeah, that'll be cool. Well, thank you so much. Um, it's been fun having you on again. If uh, if you're listening here on ABC News Radio or uh, or on YouTube or podcast somewhere. 
we appreciate you listening. Uh, you can learn more about Ellen Goodwin at ellengoodwin.com.